This week on Moms Moving On. Will I find love again is a very broad question. You know, the question I always respond with is, well, do you love yourself yet? Because Mm -hmm. that's probably the first step. It's really important in order so that, one, we don't repeat the same pattern in the next relationship, or we don't swing to the other side of the pendulum where we try to date somebody that is all the opposite of what our ex was, thinking that that will fix everything. You owe it to yourself to kind of grow out of each stage in your life. You know, we're not coming out of college anymore. Give yourself the time and go through the journey to feel that you really love yourself and that you know what you want and find things that give you comfort in the meantime, because that comfort can come from another person, but it's really much more valuable if you know how to give it to yourself. Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Hi, guys. Welcome to another Moms Moving On. Today, we're talking about everybody's favorite topic, will I ever find love again? How will I find love again? Am I damaged goods? Can anybody love me again? What do I do? Where do I find someone? Am I going to die alone? These are all the questions I hear very frequently and ones I even thought about myself when I was making the decision to end my marriage. But thankfully for all of you, we have licensed marriage and family therapist, Sophia Rabi Rosa with us today. She is really, really, really in tune with the message that I try to share, which is all about making relationships work by honoring your true self, knowing who you are, keeping honesty at the forefront at all that you do. And you will see that when you check out her Instagram that she'll share with you later on. Sophia, I'm so happy to have you here because as I always say, I am not the expert, but I do need an expert to help lead the way for all the women hoping to find love again. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. And I think that what you're doing is great. There needs to be so much more voices around relationship things, and you're doing a fantastic job on this. Thank you. You know, it's funny because I, I didn't know of any Instagram accounts that talked about this kind of stuff until I started one and realized that maybe there was a need for one because of all the women that reached out and everyone who would say, thank you for saying what you say. But there's always this general undertone of, so am I going to die alone? Like, Tell me, how'd you meet someone? How did that happen? How'd you get married? And I hesitate because not everybody's path is the same. And I think that, you know, will I find love again is a very broad question. You know, the question I always respond with is, well, do you love yourself yet? Because Mm -hmm. that's probably the first step. But why don't you talk to us a little bit about your business, how you do it, the types of clients that you're seeing before we can take out our crystal ball and tell everyone they're getting married. (laughs) That's great. Well, I I have a private practice here in Plantation, Florida, and I specialize in relationship matters. So I really like to focus on helping people have the love life that they want. So I focus on helping people in their dating life, or if they've experienced a breakup or a divorce, how to heal from that and be prepared for a new relationship if that's what they want. And I also work a lot with couples that are struggling in different issues, whether it's conflict management, recovering from an infidelity, or other life transitions that they're going through together. So all, all things relationships. And how is that for you? I know that you are in fact married. You now have a second baby at home. 
Is it hard to shut that? I've always wanted to ask, like my own therapist, like, is it hard to shut it off when you go home and not say, honey, you know what this woman told me? And now I'm suspicious. Like, does that happen? I think that um, I see every case scenario as everybody is doing the best that they can, right? And I always understand in context what's happening. And so I like to see people as people always doing the best that they can. And it really helps me to stay grounded and to be of service in that moment as much as I can. So um, I do shut that off when I leave the office. I, <laughs> I, I uh, operate as a, any other person outside of the office as much as I can. <laughs> well, I think you're doing really important work, especially for the women who, like me, come out of a marriage and feel broken and bruised and not good enough and really can't see out of the weeds yet to, to the bigger picture, to the whole forest. But naturally, because we are humans and we crave affection and we're probably lacking it for a long time when we come out of a marriage, our, our instincts are, okay, I need to find somebody again. And I always you know, try to give the best advice that I can, but what would you advise somebody you were working with who is coming out of their marriage and just fixated on, will I find love again? Yeah, it leaves a big void, right? After a long-term relationship, you know, we're used to living a life with somebody else. Even if it was not a great relationship, you still got used to living life with that person, at least in that way, right? So I would say first is to not jump into dating and to actually try to get over your ex before you start dating. And so what would that look like? It looks like trying to understand first, like what went wrong in the relationship, understand how, you know, what was his part? Maybe what was your part, right? Like, Maybe there were some things that you didn't say, you didn't ask, or you didn't ask them the right way. Maybe you didn't know things about yourself at the beginning of the relationship, but you started discovering them later that were really crucial and important, and you didn't give them the right voice when they needed to have it, right? It's a dance, right? So looking at the part of what was his, his part, your part, to ultimately hopefully feel that you can remember the good parts because there was probably some good in that relationship. And to not have such high negative, intense feelings about the rest, right? That will tell you kind of like, okay, I'll work this out internally to be able to understand what, when, what was good and what was not that good. And I will take what was good and leave behind the rest. And that will become my life lesson of what I want next in my future relationships. So that's, that's really important in order so that, one, we don't repeat the same pattern in the next relationship. Or we don't swing all the way to the other side of the pendulum where we try to date somebody that is all the opposite of what our ex was, thinking that that will fix everything. Because maybe that's not the, the answer either, right? And maybe it's like really just tuning into who you are, what you want and what you need and finding a better match in that way. And that's what I found from my own experiences and friends and women I hear from is that going for that opposite is a clear indication that you haven't done the work on yourself yet. And of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. I came out of my marriage, you know, oh, this is all my ex's fault and he did this and he did that. But there was so much I didn't do and so much mm -hmm. I couldn't give and so much that wasn't healed within me yet in the marriage that led to its breakdown that I realized... Not long after we split and, you know, there was anger and angry texts back and forth. And I was like, oh, wait a second. You know, I'm finding a different guy is not going to solve my problems. I need to be different if things are going to change. And I think that's so important for anybody who, you know, 
even if they feel high and dry, their husbands just disappeared with another woman. Mm-hmm. What did you not do well enough in your relationship? Not because it caused him to do what he did. He's an asshole if he cheated on you, but still mm-hmm. you're not perfect. What could you bring to the table better and stronger in a new relationship? And so those are things that I've always found to be really important because I'm all about, I've had a lot of unhealthy patterns in my life, Sophia. Mm-hmm. And once I had my daughter, I knew I couldn't keep repeating them. Mm-hmm. And I was really, really intent on, I'd rather be happy alone than with the wrong person. And I think mm-hmm. there's something really strong in that. But let's talk about those patterns because everyone always wants to avoid making yeah. a mistake twice. Yeah. How, what, what are some ways that you can guide our listeners on how not to make the same relationship patterns, how to break those toxic ties and, and get rid of those traits they think they need? First of all, I just want to comment on on your genuineness and, and openness about sharing your life because I, I read a lot of the stuff that you write and I just love how open you are and you share those things because it just keeps it real and it shows, you know, people are people and we grow and evolve and that's and I love how you write about that and you share that to the community and everywhere you can. Well, um, you because I I feel, you know, if you're not changing, you're not evolving, you're dying and you owe it to yourself to kind of grow out of each stage in your life. You know, we're not yeah. coming out of college anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So on that journey of really learning about your own patterns and, you know, it's about this idea of, I think, learning to love yourself, right? And uh, part of that is identifying patterns that are, are not really working well for you, right? Like, how are your boundaries doing, right? Like, do you do you show up for yourself? Do you take care of yourself? And this is something that before you start dating after a divorce, you can practice with your children, with friends, with family members, right? Like, do you let everybody walk all over you? Or do you, you know, are you aware of when you're saying yes because you want to say yes or when it feels right to say yes or because, you know, you want to do it and you don't feel obliged to do it? And do you take care of yourself in different ways, physically, spiritually, socially resources, you know, both in, in people and everything else. So understanding those aspects about yourself, you know, that you can truly feel that you deserve the healthy love that you want for yourself. Right. It, it comes from this. Mm-hmm. I know. I was just going to say, I can answer that question on behalf of anybody who's first come out of a marriage. No, they're not showing up for themselves. They've been desperate to try and make a marriage work, take care of their kids, still do their jobs. That's the first thing every woman needs to do. And I love that you're sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, divorce is very, very draining. It's exhausting. And some of them drag extremely long and they leave people spiritually. Sometimes I've heard the word bankrupt, right? Like spiritually bankrupt. And yeah, there is some, some rebuilding there and, and uh, putting some pieces together, definitely just from that. And then just looking in general, your patterns to understand, you know, how much do you honor yourself and show up for yourself and learning really what, what makes you tick and, and in a relationship and how do you feel loved? I'd like to share something, speaking about me being open, something I've always done and I write about it. One of my patterns was unhealthy male attachments. I have daddy issues. I don't have a relationship with my father since I'm a preteen. And naturally I've attached myself to men just to feel validated. Mm -hmm. So when I came, and, and that was part of why I 
attach myself to my ex-husband so quickly, why I said yes to a proposal so quickly. So when I came out of my marriage, naturally, I'm like, get me somebody, you know, I hadn't had intimacy. I wanted to feel desired. I stand proud and strong. I did not give in to a single text or DM. I was like, you know what? I am not giving of myself anymore ever Mm -hmm. at all until it feels worth it because I do not want to fall flat on my face again. And it's so tempting to like, you know, you get a nice compliment from a guy, you want to run into his arms after a marriage. You have to think it's, you're not playing around anymore, especially if Mm -hmm. there's children, you really have Mm -hmm. to think like, what are the consequences of this? Do I want, do I want this in my world right now? Or do I really want to heal? Do I want to sit in bed every night by myself and binge watch the affair? Because that was something my ex-husband never wanted to watch. And do I want to do that while I'm drinking wine out of the bottle and eating chips? Yes, I do. That is how I healed. And I think that is so much more satisfying than just seeing if somebody else will want you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and there's different kinds of attention and we have to learn the attention that is really healthy for us and, and that it really feels the, the, you know, your happiness in in the right way. Right. Yeah. Because attention can also be negative and toxic depending on the intentions behind it. And even if the person wants the same thing as you. So it's attention is not always the same thing. Right. So really, really learning to discern that it's important. Right. And, and that's the problem is like when you can't discern it, you'll just take anything and then you don't understand why you keep getting hurt. Talk to me a little bit more about breaking the patterns. Yeah. So it's really, it's really an effort of digging deep, deep and being very honest with yourself about how you've managed your relationships. And it probably is helpful to look even before your ex-husband's relationship, right? Like what did you do with prior boyfriends? And even as you were mentioning with your father, right? To try to understand what are the spaces where you have left feeling hurt or not really felt, I, I like to use the word in integrity with yourself, right? Like, do you feel whole, right? Like, do you feel that what you've done really resonates well with you? And overall, you know, you feel, have felt content in your relationships. So those patterns, you know, people use a lot of the word codependency, right? Like, are you acting just to please other people, right? Do you feel like your decisions have to be made based on what other people think rather than just listening to your true voice, right? And and we can do both, right? We can, and this is the healthy space to be, right? To say, this is what I want and I also understand what you want and this is how we may be able to work at it, this understanding both of our sides. And sometimes we may not be able to work it and that's when we know that we're not compatible. Right. But, you know, not knowing that difference can get us in trouble. Right. So speaking of that difference, how do you know if you are, you know, you're, you're finally working up the courage, you've done the work on yourself, you're feeling confident to put yourself back out into the world. How can you gauge if you are ending up with the same kind of person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this, this is about my, the third thing that I was thinking about sharing today, which is it's really understanding also what you want or what you need in relationships, right? So this is one of the aspects of getting over of your ex, but to be able to say, there's a difference of saying like, I don't want that, but what is it that you really want, right? That's different. You know, what we want is not always in, in the negation type of sentence. We, we, all, we want to find out what we really want, right? Like, do we want, uh, what kind of lifestyle do we want? Uh, what kind of love do we want to receive? How do we want to be 
talk to, you know, how do we feel about different values in terms of, say, children, when we have children, finances, religion, spirituality, so many different realms that if we can answer those questions really well, then we know if we're engaging with somebody that is either exactly the same as your ex or all the way on the other side of the pendulum, we will really know what's really much better match. And the other thing is about time, right? Like we cannot judge a person that we're dating from just a couple of months of dating them, right? Like we need a little bit of time to to understand, right? Like, is this, is this a real deal, right? Because we can all show the best of ourselves in just a couple of months. And then when things get real, is it, is it staying, right? Is, is it what the real thing right there and then? So I would say that we should have that information and then test it out and see it, right? Like give it some time to see if that person holds those behaviors, shows you that they value those values as they said that they did and not just stay at words, but see and look for actions. Oh, I mean, time really shows us what we need to know, I believe. And I, again, learned that the hard way. I, I make no secret about the fact that I got engaged in three months to my first husband. And I didn't even know if I loved him, let alone who he was yet. And it, it just, you know, grown up me wants to go back to that me and like shake her. But it taught me such a valuable lesson about taking your time. What's meant for you will be there for you. You don't have to jump at the first opportunity just because you think there's not going to be another one. And that was, you know, I always say I'm the queen of learning from my mistakes. I just like to help other people avoid those mistakes. But to someone who is feeling desperate that, they're just not going to find love again. I think people want to hear that they will, but what can you say to that person who just feels so unloved, unlovable, and like it's hopeless? Yeah. Give yourself the time and, uh, and go through the journey to feel that you really love yourself and that you know what you want and find things that give you comfort in the meantime, right? Because that comfort can come from another person but it's really much more valuable if, it, if you know how to give it to yourself. And even from different people, not necessarily a dating per, a man, right? Like just friends, family, you know, your village, right? Your village also needs to be there to give you different things and fulfill your life. If you really feel that broken, that you really want to replace your past relationship with, you, with a new relationship, my biggest fear is that you're going to land in the same situation and even a worse one sometimes, right? Because unfortunately, people that are toxic in relationships, they, it's kind of like in law of attraction, right? And they find each other and that really ends up being a much worse situation. So if, if you're broken and stuff like that, it might put you in a worse situation with a person that you might eventually land with. And statistics do show that, right? Like people that are married two and three times, like if they don't do the work, those marriages end up being shorter usually. So that, that tells us something that in terms of we really need that to do that work so that we don't fall in the same space again and over again. This is where the saying, it's not you, it's me comes into play because, you know, a lot of times, especially when a marriage is bad, you want to dump all the responsibility onto somebody else. And we are all so unhealed. There are parts of all of us, even the strongest, most capable people have parts of us Absolutely. that need to be healed. And it, mm -hmm. it takes 
kind of hitting rock bottom to realize that. And so, you know, it always saddens me. I, I know I feel lucky. I met my second husband not long after my separation. I met him just a few months after. I mean, we took the time and really did the work we needed to do before mm-hmm. we got engaged and got married. But I have friends who are single, you know, divorced longer than me and are really, really, really struggling. And I wish there was a magic pill or a magic answer I could give to everybody. But I always say what you say, like, why is it that you're not happy alone? Because I swear to you, Mm -hmm. the second I got in bed to binge watch my shows and eat my chips by myself and found such contentment in that, I met my now husband. It's like you, Mm -hmm. the second the universe feels your happiness internally, that's when it's going to happen. Yeah, you will attract somebody that will complement your life rather than fulfill you. That fulfillment, generally speaking, may not land you in a good space because if you feel uh, filling up a hole, it's not going to always be the right calories, right? Yeah, exactly. In nutrition, not yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's. I think that really searching in that space of where you are content with yourself, with your life, and really. Yeah, you can want a relationship, but it has to be something that adds to your life, complements your life, not fulfill your life, so to speak. Um, and that is the difference, right? Like it takes some work to get there. Sometimes our families of origin maybe didn't teach us some of these things. We have to really learn a few new things as, as adults. But hey, you know, as you were saying, I believe the same thing. We need to continue to evolve. And sometimes it is in these aspects of our lives, you know, to learn what is a healthy relationship for you and what makes you just really feel complete with a, from another person. Now I'm going to switch things around very quickly because there are also yeah. people who say, I think it's amazing. You found love again. Good for you. I'm mm-hmm. waiting till my kids are grown because I want to give them the best version of me and not be distracted by a relationship. Mm-hmm. There's the, there's that person too, who I don't know if it's a defense mechanism or they really feel they can't be devoted to their kids if they bring somebody else into their lives. There are people who will reject the opportunity for love just because they think it's better to stay alone until their children are adults. What would you say to that person? It is truly, really a personal choice. And I think it's about digging in, uh, as you were saying, like, are you doing this to hide yourself and to stay in the pain of what you've experienced? Uh, the disappointment of the of the marriage and um, maybe losing faith in all men type of thing? Or is it truly like wanting to honor that space of protecting your relationship with your kids at some level from concerns of having a stepfather in the figure or co-parenting issues with an ex that may not like you having a new relationship, that kind of thing? And, you know, if those are the areas that you are worried about, those are, there's, those are also things that you can work on, right? Like there is co-parenting therapy, there is resources around that could help. But above all, your kids always will do better when you're also feeling happy. Yes. Right? We're saying that. Yes. Yeah. Your kids, your kids will feed from that too. Kids feel everything from us. I mean, we see it so much when they're little babies, right? Like if you're anxious, the baby starts crying, right? Kind of thing. Like immediately. While as they get older, it might not be so intense in that way. But yeah, it might lead to, you know, misbehavior or little things like that. If they're feeling like you're anxious, if you're not present because you're depressed or things like that, that also shows and they feel that. So I think it's, it's really about getting honest and really seeing where, where is that decision being informed from and facing it 
if it's not really from a healthy space. Right. I, I knew very early on. I mean, I knew when I was still married to my ex that it was my duty to find happiness and love again in whatever capacity so that my daughter would see what it was like to have a happy mother to have a mother who has a healthy relationship with a man. So she would have that model for herself because I didn't have that for me. And it sent me out into the world confused and crazy, not really understanding what a relationship was supposed to look like. And so I, I am the opposite. I feel, you know, if you are healed and ready to find love again, do it because your kids deserve to see a happy mom. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And depending also on how little your children are, that can be a really long time. And, you know, you deserve also to have long, joy. Long time. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, everybody has their own stories. Everyone is coming from their own past and blazing their own path and dealing with their own demons. And I am sensitive to all of that. But what is something, what is one piece of advice that you, that is across the board, what you would give to a woman in this position? So there's a saying from Robert Rolt that says, life becomes easier when you learn to accept an apology you never got. And I think that that sentence really has resonated with me for people that have gone through really bad breakups and divorce, because many times we hold the anger of what our ex did to us. And we really wish that that person would acknowledge that the things that they did to you and, and all of that. And unfortunately, many times we won't get that. And forgiveness is something for yourself, right? Forgiveness is about letting go and understanding pains that uh, were caused to us. And spiritually speaking, to learn how to let that go so that you can find your own happiness and fulfillment. And so that also ties back to what we were saying earlier about learning also how you contributed in the relationship. So those two pieces can really help letting go of an ex and prepare you for a much happier future. Love that. Love that. That is such great advice and very, very like honest, human, rational advice. You know, it's nothing otherworldly, nothing impossible, nothing unattainable. I think finding love again is within reach. If you do the work on yourself and you know where you messed up and vow not to do that again. Um, Sophia, thank you for your time. Somehow we blazed through 30 minutes already. Where can our listeners find you if they need a little bit more insight? Definitely follow her Instagram for more inspiration, people. Yeah, uh, my website is www.sofiarabarosa.com. And my Instagram is at Sophia M. Rabarosa. That's how people can find me, either one. Do you work uh, virtually with people outside of the area? Yes. Well, yeah, as long as they're in Florida, yes. That's awesome. Wow. Okay. Well, I hope that somebody in Florida here is listening and can make use of your knowledge and, and your compassion and everything that you bring to the table. I'm so glad you guys listened. I'm so glad to have chatted with you, Sophia. If you have questions, you know where to send them and stay tuned because we have a great guest next week. I'm not going to give it away, but I can't wait to share who it is and be well. Take care of yourself. Keep on keeping on. Don't be afraid to move on. Thanks for being here. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.